Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye, baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Oh! Goodbye, baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. James Paxton has just thrown a no-hitter. The big lefty is getting mobbed out of the Now, line. here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to have you here. Great to be with you. Thanks for being here. Mariners won a pretty fun one last night. Wild game against the A's. We'll detail that coming up in a few minutes. Also, we'll hear from Marco Gonzalez. One more start in this season for Marco. What has been an impressive season. Shannon Dreyer, great conversation with Marco Gonzalez. Also, Sean Armstrong will join us, who's pitched very well for the Mariners here in September. Get the thoughts of Sean Armstrong coming up in a few minutes as well. Mariners take on the A's tonight, game three of the series, and then the final series of the season. The Texas Rangers come to town for four games, and then that is it. After the weekend, the season is over. Mariners beating the A's last night, which was a big game for the A's. They're trying to track down the Yankees for the first wild card, and that was a big blow to the A's trying to host the wild card ball game. Also, the walk-off last night triggered the Houston Astros winning the AL West, so things falling into place in the playoff picture in the American League. But a pretty up-and-down ball game as we go through the highlights of this one. Ten pitchers used by the Mariners in this one, one short of the team record which was 11 set on this very date in 1992, and they almost matched it. Mariners trailed 3-0 in the first inning. Mike Leake, his shortest career outing, an inning and a third, allowing eight hits, six earned runs. He gave up three in the first, but the Mariners fought back in the first inning. On the other side of things, Nelson Cruz with two aboard going deep. Now the stretch and the pitch, swing and a fly ball into deep center field. Loriano going back, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Holy smokes. Nelson Cruz ties it up at 3-3 right away here in the bottom of the first inning. His 37th home run of the season. It comes with Hanniger and Segura aboard. And just like that, we are tied. Mariners 3, the A's 3, number 37 for Nelson Cruz. And the fans are on their feet here at Safeco Field. What a year for Nelly. Pretty amazing, too, for Nelson Cruz, his 83rd home run here at Safeco Field. That ties Raul Abanez for the most homers ever hit here at Safeco Field in a career. Also his 21st this year at Safeco Field. That ties him with Richie Sexton for the most in one season hit at Safeco Field. He has a chance to add on to both those marks as he chases 40 with that home run. It tied the game at 3-3, three to three, but the A's relentless Coming back in the second inning, Martini, a triple to drive into, and of course, Jed Lowry driving in another run as he continues to haunt the Mariners. The windup and the 0 1 to Lowry swing and a fly ball into shallow right field. That's going to drop in for a base hit well in front of Hanniger. Here comes Martini on to score from third easily, and the A's now lead it by three again, six to three here in the second. 
And then the team's just trading punches. Gordon drives in a run on a ground out. They get one more back on Gene Segura, who absolutely demolished a home run. Works in the third base side of the rubber. Lefty deals. Fastball swing on drill deep to left, and that's going to leave the yard. Gene Segura, upper tank left field. Home run for Gene. Gene, Gene, the hit machine with his 10th home run. His 62nd run batted in. And yet another multiple hit night for the Mariners shortstop. Impressive. He got all of that, baby. His 51st multi-hit game. Yeah, that was absolutely crushed. So it's a one-run game at that point. But then, again, the A's able to extend the lead. Simeon swats a home run to make it 7-5. to five. Olsen a ground rule double. Tacks on one more. It's 8-5 to five in the sixth inning. But, again, the Mariners come back. This time, Denard span a two-run double to cut the lead to one again. Here's the pitch on the way. Swinging a drive into the gap in the right center field. Down for extra bases. Scoring from third is Healy. And around to third base goes Vogelback. He's going to be waved in, or rather a pinch runner for Vogel, and he will score. So two runs are in. Span with a double into the gap in right center field. And it's a one-run ball game. It's now the A's eight and the Mariners seven. And then Blake Trinan comes in to close this one down, and that is something that he has done at an historic level his season has been sensational and nearly untouchable. You look at what he has done, especially as of late. Coming into this game, his last 13 games, 15 and a third innings, one hit, one walk, and 10 strikeouts, a batting average of 0-2-1, an on-base percentage of 0-6-1, an ERA of 0.00. He has been untouchable touchable and he hasn't allowed more than two base runners in any any outing since july 21st it has been forever but the mariners find a way with some help and not what you would expect matt chapman who will win the gold glove at third base comes up with a play defensively opening the door for the mariners the stretch and the 2-1 pitch swinging a ground ball toward the hole at short taken by chapman bobbles the ball and he drops it he juggled it Holy smokes, what a break for the Mariners. Down to second goes Gamble. Healy is safe at first base. That is going to be a fielder's choice and an error on Chapman. And now the Mariners have the winning run on at first base. Just not something you would expect from Chapman at all. And that did open the door for the Mariners. Kyle Seeger coming up to pinch it, and he would come up big to tie this one up in the ninth. Here's the stretch and the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a ground ball. Base hit in the right field. Gamble racing around third. Heading home. The throw to the plate is cut off. The throw to second. Late to try to get Romine. Gamble scores. Kyle Seeger has tied the game at 8-8 here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Holy smokes, what a comeback. Off one of the game's best closers, Blake Trinan. Kyle Seeger with a clutch two-out RBI single. In the right field scoring gamble. The game is tied at 8-8. Eight to eight, And now the Mariners have the winning run on its second base. Holy smokes. Yeah. Chapman opened the door with the air. The Mariners taking advantage and pushing this one into extra innings. And it would end in the 11th inning walk-off style. Here's the stretch and the pitch of the way. Swing and a drive. Deep to right center field. 
going back, Canna looking up, goodbye baseball, a walk-off two-run home run by pinch hitter Chris Herman. The Mariners win it 10-8 here in the bottom of the 11th inning. And a lot of ramifications with this one as that home run triggers an AL West crown for the Houston Astros. So they clinch the title in the West, and also the Yankees can breathe a sigh of relief as well. With their win today, they gain a game in the wild card race for the first wild card for home field advantage. So a big game in that regard, a lot on the line, and this is a tough, tough loss for the A's, who, of course, clinched their playoff spot yesterday, but still with their eyes on home field for that game against the Yankees, but a tough loss tonight, a game it looked like they were going to win until the Chapman bobble opened the door, and somehow the Mariners get to Trinan. They tie this one up and then win it in extra innings, and they do a lot of damage against this bullpen, something that... Teams have not been able to do two runs against Rodney, a run against Trinan, unearned, of course, and then two against former Mariner Pagan. The Mariners, all in all, five runs against the A's bullpen, and the Mariners get the win in 10 innings, 10 or 11 innings, rather, 10 to 8, the final score. Mariners win. M's improved to 86 and 71. The A's fall to 95 and 63 on the season. And here's what Scott Service had to say after the game. Fans that were here got their money's worth. Uh, a heck of a comeback by our guys. Certainly we were uh, behind the eight ball early in this ball game and uh, you know, kept grinding away at it, chipping away. Obviously got some big hits late in the ball game uh, to, to tie it up. And you know, our bullpen, the guys that threw at the end of the game were, were really outstanding. You know, the last four or five innings we threw up zeros up there. And you know, that was the key, just give us a chance to stay in it against you know, probably the guy's probably the best year as a closer in the American League. So to, to scratch out a run uh, against training was, was great. Uh, our guys kept battling, and I give him a lot of credit for that. That big picture may not mean a lot, but it looked like it meant something to these guys. It really does, yeah. And, and you know, it's it's been a struggle. Uh, ultimately, didn't end up where we wanted to be this year. But um, guys are still playing hard. They're preparing every day. They're coming in. They're going about their work the right way. And uh, it paid off. Uh, happy for Chris Herman. You know, come off the bench like that. And Hermie hasn't played a lot, but he's got some pop, and we we're hoping he could run into one and put a really good swing on it. I mean, no team has figured out that a full bench was something or undefeated when we had those that he had the first to, to beat them. What does that mean to you to be able to? Well, you know, our, our guy, we know they're, they're they're loaded in the bullpen, and you got to grind it out, have good at bats, you know, and you got to get a little break once in a while. You know, they're their third baseman, one of the better defenders in the league, and he kind of muffed that ball that, that Healy hit and opened the door, and, and Seeks took advantage of it, had a good at bat. Uh, after training, kind of had his number last night and dominated him. He was ready to get back in there tonight and, and really competed well and, and had a good result. Uh, hit the ball in, in the Seeger hole, the four hole. There wasn't a guy standing there, and the timing was right tonight. I was a secret too to do that against a guy like Trainin, who you know Seager's obviously having a tough year, but to do it against a really tough yeah, close. Those at bats late in the game, um, you know Kyle. Uh, no matter how the game is gone or the year is gone, he he's going to grind through it and, and try to put a good swing on it. And you know you got to pitch to do something with. Leak <laughs> just didn't have it tonight. Yeah, Mike, Mike just uh, you know the ball was kind of up in that mid thigh area and, and didn't have much sink to it, and uh, you know it is wasn't his night. Big, big home run by Nelly uh, early. And really the, the, the two out, nobody on in the ninth, the single to right field on an 0-2 count to start that rally. Um, you know, because 
know, it's, it's training out there. And then the first two guys, you know, we had nothing going against them uh, until Cruz got the single. And, you know, really, really big night for, for him as well. So uh, not surprising. That's what Nelson Cruz does. He doesn't back off. He's going to get his good swing off. And, you know, he got a pitch up against training and, you know, face it in the right. And all of a sudden things started to happen for us. A lot of pitchers. <laughs> At least a ton of pitchers tonight. Yeah, uh, you know we've got a lot of guys down there, uh, but even uh, those guys are pitching them back-to-back nights here. And you know with Pax's shorter outing last night, uh, Leaker was short tonight. Uh, I don't know how much we're going to get out of Felix tomorrow. Uh, it's guys will take the ball. Uh, it was nice to get Diaz and and Coleman in the game as well. Uh, hadn't been out there in six or seven days, and they were a little rusty. Uh, but once they got going, they were fine. Is it not in the first inning of Oakland that's coming out? It's really aggressive against Mike swinging the hill with this Mike does kind of stuff. Uh, you know, he had two out, nobody on, and a uh, play that, that Gene made a nice play on, and then Healy wasn't quite able to hang on to it first, and otherwise he's out of the first inning, you know, and we didn't finish the play. You know, you make that play, maybe the game goes a little bit differently, but after that, you know, he had a hard time getting the ball down. So now the Mariners look for a series win against the A's. They've already clinched the season series against the A's. Now looking for another series win against Oakland tonight. Now let's hear from Marco Gonzalez with Shannon Dreyer. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout. we got the nice ABBA soundtrack going on right now, and why not? Batting practice has just wrapped up, and the last two players off the field, I think, were two of the lefties, Wade LeBlanc and Marco Gonzalez. And Marco... You're, you're catching them all out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, not only is, you know, we use this time to kind of get our legs loose, get a little running in, but, I mean, we got a week left of this, and so why not be out there having fun and soaking up the last bit of sunshine we got here in Seattle, too? And you guys literally are doing that. The last bit of sunshine yeah. is in the outfield, <laughs> and that's between, like, right center, center and right, and that's where you guys were. Yeah, that's all, well, that's why I was in right, because that's literally the last part where the sun hits, and so it was just, it was a blast. I could hardly see, but it was fun. What's the best play you saw out there made by a pitcher this year? Um, Wade has five robbed home runs, if you can believe that. And so I have one. Uh, he tells me every day that he has more than me. And so, I mean, between the two of us, I think we can track him down pretty good out there. Getting out there the last time in Texas, getting six scoreless out there, how important was that to see that towards the end of the year? There are ups and downs in a season, and to be able to do that that close to the end. You know, I think I was just, I was very happy with um, the way that I've, I've prepared the last couple starts um, coming off the DL and, and getting my body to feel better. I've just, I've tried to hold myself to a standard of, of, you know, my preparation and things like that. So I was happy with that and, and I was happy with the way my body felt and, uh, and the results matched that feeling. So, um, you know, I just really pleased and, and hope to go out there and feel good for one more. What was your expectation coming out of spring training with what you could do out there physically? Um win games I, I just wanted to come out and and you know regardless of of what I gave up or what the other team's doing I just wanted to win games um you know I, I think we had sort of an underdog mentality the starters did for sure coming out of camp and you know we said why not us why can't we go out there and 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 kind of set the tone and and keep us in ball games and that's what I want to do I just wanted to pitch with the chip on my shoulder and, and come out and show people what I could do you guys have worked really well together as a unit, and it's hard to, you know, because you're never out there at the same time, but it's hand the ball to the next guy. You're out there during bullpens. How did that all come together? I think, you know, the end of camp, um, coming into the season, I think we just kind of, we had that same mentality of, you know, we're going to kind of hang together and, um, you know, kind of play and, and pitch as the underdogs. But I think through that, we've kind of understood that a lot of us are really, really determined and, and motivated and 
uh, super competitive, as you can tell. And so I, I think that's what's pushed us to to bond closely and, and to help each other in bullpens and, um, you know, just to compete on and off the field. And, and we've become good friends out of it, too. I only know you on paper from before you got to the Mariners, but it seems like you are almost a you're different in the usage that you have right now. And you've obviously added pitches too. we talked a lot about the cutter. Uh, there was the emergence of the curveball and more of a two-seamer than you'd used in the past. Yeah. How It's hard to change things at the major league level. It seems you are very open to that. You know, I, I'm open to making adjustments. I think that's what this game is all about. And, you know, if I'm out there and I have a good feel for all of my pitches, then then I can make those adjustments mid-game and, and or in between starts. And, um, you know, just being able to pick the brains of, of the other starters and, and see what they do on, on game day and, and how they make adjustments. And, um, you know, once you can kind of, you know, feel confident in your foundation of, of what you have, then I think you can you should be open to make adjustments because the hitters certainly are. I mean, other teams are certainly making adjustments. And if you're not, then you're going to get you're going to get passed up. And so I think I'm I'm just trying to stay a step ahead of, of adjustments that are being made on me for sure. What's the biggest adjustment that you made that had the most impact? Um, attacking hitters. I, I think, you know, in previous uh, years, I was just trying to maybe get strike one and then uh, stay on the corners of the plate and stay out of the zone and not try to get hit and, um, you know, not try to give up a homer. But I think now um, I'm pitching to contact. I'm pitching in the zone. I, I'm, I'm throwing more strikes. And um, in return, I think getting more strikeouts and, and getting more ground balls. And so a lot of positives just come from being in the zone and, and trusting my stuff in the zone. When did you know that? When did you see? Was there a moment that it was like, okay, yeah, this does work? Yeah, it was after um, my second start of the year in Kansas City. I uh, had a pretty short one, pretty rough outing. And, um, you know, I went into my next bullpen and I said, you know what, I'm just going to throw everything down the middle, just let my stuff play in the zone and um, and kind of work from there. And, and my next start out was great. And, um, you know, I attacked the zone and, and just tried to stay aggressive. And I think... I think that's a good game plan for me. Lastly, what does an offseason look like for you? Um, it, it's busy right now. Um, you know, my family is in another state, and so we'll be seeing them a lot. We'll be bouncing around traveling. Uh, my wife and I are, are trying to go on a, a Europe trip at some point. So um, we got a lot We get a lot on the table. The weekends and the offseason seem to fill up pretty fast. So we'll be bouncing around, and I'm sure there will be a lot of fun to be had, too. That sounds like a proper offseason. That sounds like a good one to me. <laughs> Come check out your fridge this off season. Uh, that'll be a negative. <laughs> there will be, be nothing in my fridge for people to look at. <laughs> you won't like people won't like what's in my fridge the first couple weeks of the off season. So maybe closer to spring. Let's let's wait till then. I'll check in with you on that in the spring. All right, Marco, thank you. All right, thanks, Shannon. And time now for another Riz Remembers. And I want to go back a number of years with our broadcast partner on television and radio, Mike Blowers. I want to talk to you about a game in May of 1995. You guys came back after the strike. Thank goodness you did. The season started late April of that year when the players came back and the owners and the players got together. But again, in a game against the Boston Red Sox, you had the night of nights and one of the most incredible nights in your baseball career. The Mariners routed the Boston Red Sox 15-6. to That was a night where you had four extra base hits, two doubles, a triple, a home run, and eight runs batted in. To tie the Mariners club record, Alvin Davis had eight RBIs in a ball game. What do you remember about that particular game against the Boston Red Sox? A number of things. Um, 
I had been struggling going into that that game. That was the first year in '95 that uh, that Lou had made the commitment that Edgar was going to be a DH. So the previous t- two years, Edgar was still the third baseman, and obviously he was getting hurt a lot, and that's why I was getting to play. So in '95, we go into spring training, and Lou put, put us both in the office and said, "Mike, you're going to play third every day. Edgar, you're going to be the DH." That's how that whole thing went down. Well, about that point, going into that game, I think I think Lou really felt that he had made a terrible decision at that point <laughs> because I was really struggling. I saw the numbers. Yes, yeah. I was really struggling, which I always got off to a sure. slow start for whatever reason. Yeah. But anyway, um, we get into this game, and it turns into a slugfest early in the ball game. And I was hitting down in the lineup, struggling like I mentioned. And I can remember um, getting a base hit my first time up, I think it was. So I, immediately it took a lot of pressure off of me. I felt like, okay. At least I got that out of the way, you know. I got a base hit, so survived for another day, basically. And it's the way I felt because Lou had already talked to me a couple days prior to that game telling me if I didn't get it going, I probably wasn't going to be around much longer. So I knew I had to get get hot. I had no idea that this game was going to happen. But here goes this game. And, and at that point, I don't think I had had a hit off of a right-handed pitcher up to that point. And I'd really struggled. And Lou, as I'm waiting, they're making a pitching change. And it was, I believe it was Alejandro Pena. And Lou comes out of the dugout as I'm standing on deck. And he's getting, and Pena's getting loose. And he looks at me and he says, are you ever <laughs> going to get a hit off of a right-handed pitcher? And I said, yeah, I'm going to get a hit off. Yeah. I, uh, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. And then it's he, funny. Yeah, and he, he said, well, right now would be a good time. I said, Lou, I'm going to get a hit right now. And he said, if you get a hit right now, I'm going to buy you a steak. And I said, okay, that's a deal. So, one, I was relieved that he didn't pinch hit for me. Yeah. Um, and two, fortunately for me, I ended up hitting a triple, I think, off of Pena and cleared the bases. Um, so, it was all pluses across the board. So, I mean, and, and then it seemed that my season from that game, my season took off after that because it turned out to be my best year, and it took off because of that game. And then now you're at six RBIs. You're two away from the record mm-hmm. from tying Alvin Davis. Here comes a lefty, Derek Lilliquist. And you hit a two-run home run, you tie the run. The southpaw set, and the 1-0 pitch on the way to Blower. Swung on and belted deep to right, and that will fly away. And Mike Blowers has just tied the all-time RBI mark for a Mariner. Eight RBIs in one game, and he and A.D. are now in the book side-by-side. Side. And the thing I remember about Lilliquist is he had a good changeup, sinking fastball, um, and I hit the home run in the kingdom. I hit it into the seats in right field over the big wall. And the reason why I hit it over that wall was because I was looking for his changeup, kind of sitting in between, and I was late on a fastball. It was a fastball that was in the middle of the plate that normally I would hit more left center. But I was, I was so locked in on his changeup that I actually swung a little bit late on his fastball and ended up hitting it out of the ballpark. So that's kind of the way that goes sometimes. Did you know at that time? You had tied the record? I had no idea. And then once I was told that, the, the following day, the reporters come in there, and it may, it may have even been you for all I know. I don't know. But, but they had mentioned that it was Alvin Davis. So for me, that meant a lot just because um, of who Alvin is. You know, for me, growing up in the area, I knew what a great player he was. And just to have my name next to his, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. For a guy that's just trying to hang in here right now, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then Larry LaRue wrote the article, and he said, the Tacoma kid lives. <laughs> and I thought that was a great end is, to the article. And, and what a night for you, Mike. Yeah, no, it was a great night for me. Um, and it, it's, it's funny that Larry wrote it that way because the one thing that I think about all the time is Dave Niehaus. 
um, in one of the highlights for one of the shows that we do here on radio, but it's, uh, you know, the kid from Tacoma. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, what a night for you. Yeah, it was a great one night. One of the greatest nights in the history of the Seattle Mariners. Eight runs batted in against the Boston Red Sox, and then later on, seven RBIs against the Boston Red Sox. Mike, thanks a lot for the memories. You betcha. And I think Mike Cameron's in the group now, too, right? He's in the club. Eight RBIs, yes. yeah, with yeah. the uh, four-home run game pretty, against the pr- Chicago Pretty cool White group. Sox. It's a small group. It's a small group. Pretty cool. And you're in it. Thanks, Rick. Mike Blowers, and that's another edition of Riz Remembers. <laughs> <laughs>